This is the Business Breakfast with Oanda. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. Very good afternoon to Jeff Halley in Singapore. Jeff, it's noisy, it's divisive. Let's look through the noise if we can, first of all. Rather weirdly, I'll put this to you, there are a lot more important things to worry about than this particular election. I'm thinking about the Fed. Well, yeah, we've got the Federal Reserve and we've got um, non-farm payrolls. We have the Bank of England uh, interest rate decision, I believe, on uh, Thursday as well. There's a lot of things going on in the week, um, even without the US election, uh, shall we? shall we say. So... But having said that, we have to acknowledge the importance of the U.S. election to the rest of the world and the tone it will set into 2021. Sure. Uh, what are you what what are you actually looking for? What are you what, what signs will you be looking for? I think the worst case scenario, I, I've always believed the real race here was for the Senate. So the Senate's uh, almost too close to call in the swing states. Uh, if they manage to catch the Senate, the Democrats, I think uh, Biden will carry the uh, carry, carry, carry the presidential campaign. But if the Republicans hold the Senate, then it immediately becomes a lame duck uh, presidency in, in a way. So perversely, because that would probably mean uh, no huge stimulus packages or uh, massive tax increases, uh, and I dispute whether they're massive as well, um, that would probably be, be best for markets, actually. It would be best for uh, stock markets. Do you think, though, that things really will change depending on who's in the White House? And I say this because, actually, the, the pandemic has, has played out this enormous shift in the landscape, hasn't it, where we see China re- re- releasing these amazing figures every day, the rest of the world effectively in recession. My point being that, actually, the big tectonic plates have shifted in a way that, I, I don't know, you tell me, that even an election in the United States won't alter things a great deal. Well, it's one of the perversities of 2020 that uh, totalitarian governments that can exert uh, extreme control over their people actually do better in pandemics because they can exercise extreme control over their people. Mm. Uh, Western-style democracies suffer the most because we, uh, we're used to personal freedoms. Uh, and I think that accounts for a lot of why China has done as well as it has. Plus, it has you know 1.3 billion people's worth of critical mass from a domestic market uh, point of view. Uh, I think uh, where we're really going to notice this is on the international stage. After four years of chaos, uh, we could bring back some of the diplomacy that we were used to from the United States, which may be positive for markets and, and for world growth uh, going forward. But I think there's a lot of bridges to build there because if we have an election in four years' time and we get more of the same again, then we'll be back, back you know, sort of back to where we started. So I think the US will have a lot of work to do uh, in that respect going forward. In your morning note, you have also noted that it is really about central banks still, isn't it, though? That, that's, that's where the main, and who are going to can you continue to be ultra-dovish. You know, I've looked at the markets today. We had a great day overnight, uh, a great night overnight in uh, Wall Street, uh, and we've had a very strong day in Asia. And I think what this is telling me is that there's a lot of pent-up demand here for this buy-everything trade I've been talking about for months it's waiting on the sidelines. And I think as long as the US election tomorrow passes reasonably smoothly, and I say reasonably smoothly, and we don't get an extended period in the courts for weeks deciding what the actual results are, 
we are going to get back to what was really driving the markets beforehand, and that's bottomless amounts of 0% central money for years to come in the form of monetary policy driving up asset prices. So I actually do believe that we will see a resumption of the equity rally uh, soon after the election if it passes uh, without too many incidents. Which will add to the... The, the, the idea that, that Wall Street and Main Street are eternally divisive, or rather divided. Yes, one of the big things about uh, the central bank uh, quantitative easing is that uh, it is going to massively uh, increase uh, economic inequality, wealth inequality. That will be a problem that will probably come back and bite the world at some stage in the 2020s. Uh, but for now... Uh, you know, we have to understand it's not Wall Street itself. It's this unlimited amount of money from the central banks and also they're backstopping uh, corporate bond markets. So they're basically underwriting bad corporate decisions as well in order to keep the lights on in the global economy. That is going to push up asset prices everywhere. Unfortunately, if you already have some money and some assets, you're sitting sweet. If you are saving to try and get some, it's going to become a lot more difficult. Lockdowns everywhere, of course, um, again, domestically. And again, I, I don't I'll ask you how it plays with you. It probably doesn't. But what we've got here is a, a, a situation of a prime minister actually avoiding not going to um, a huge business conference yesterday, which a, a lot of the British British main bosses actually go to the Confederation of British Industry, the CBI. Um, he didn't go there. He sent his business uh, minister. Um, the, it looks uh, in this country as if the, the divide between business and government has never been has never been further away. Um, I, I suspect that business is not much of a voice everywhere else in the world, or is it? I mean, I, I'm China apart, of course, because that's a that, that's a whole different kind of thing. Is is business actually able? Do you think to lobby government? I mean, I don't know about where you are, for example. I, I think uh, it's definitely not that way in uh, Indonesia, for example, where I'm actually today or in Singapore, uh, they both have very strong government uh, bodies there. They're very business-friendly, but when they tell you to do something, you'd better do it, yeah? And, uh, and that, that, that's the big difference, I think. Obviously, the business lobbies in the United States have a very strong say as well, and they're obviously a very capitalist country, so closing the economy is an anathema for them philosophically anyway. Uh, Europe, I believe, will get away with it because they have a much more social, democratic uh, political uh, inclination uh, where you know, companies participate in the greater ecosystem of society more, uh, whereas perhaps the UK is more aligned towards the US business model. I would say that if a CEO is moaning, though, maybe they should go and work for a week in an NHS hospital and see how they feel after that. Uh, and, and finally, I have to ask you this question. It's a very unfair one. Any indicators as to which way the US election is going to go from where you're standing right now? I think that the, uh, the the Senate race is the key one, as I stated before. That is too close to call. Uh, I think the polls this time would have to be so wrong as to be completely changing the polling industry forever if uh, Biden doesn't win tomorrow. He does appear to be uh, ahead in quite a few of the big swing states, and uh, I think he should get that over the line. Whether the Democrats get the Senate over the line is another thing altogether. Jeff Halley. In Indonesia, thank you very much indeed for joining us. The Business Breakfast on Jazz FM with Oanda. Online trading, currency data, money transfers.